ladies and gentlemen, if you're if you have any um, semblance of what's going on in this day and age, you know that there's a very uh, terrible um, situation happening at the border of our country. Uh, immigrant folks who are fleeing persecution and violence uh, in their native countries are coming to the United States seeking asylum. Um, I'm sure that more often than not, you hear the narrative as them crossing the border illegally um, and breaking our laws. But uh, when we're talking about a humanitarian crisis, uh, in my opinion, and I'm sure that's this is probably the opinion uh, shared by my friends here at Robots versus Taxes, yep. um, it's it's an immor- it's an Im- immoral stance to take. And if that wasn't bad enough, the children of these uh, immigrants who are trying to seek safety and asylum here in our country are being separated from their parents and being kept in facilities for, at this point, months on end. And it's starting to gain the intent the attention of the entire country. And I think probably a good deal of the world yeah and right now that uh president 45 our our occupier in chief has uh signed a bill basically saying that families entire families are going to be held um in camps indefinitely so now more than ever uh it's time to Donate to the ACLU, to the Texas Civil Civil Liberties Union, um, all of the, all of the basically the organizations who are geared to help immigrants during this dire dire time. Please go out and donate what you can. Uh, protest when you can. Um, go to Sean King's page. Woke folks, you know, uh, like find out when there's going to be. A protest or a walkout near you and just try to help as much as you can make your voice known because this shit is we're entering into some seriously evil times we need all the help we can get so for sure for sure speak up always always speak up Now we're recording. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, I don't want to get like half an hour into this. No. no. Else, oh, so. motherfucker. That's happened to us before. Yes. Twice. Uh, yeah, twice. <laughs> Where uh, I paused the show, and then we, like 15 minutes in, I pause the show, and then, like, we do, I think I unpause it, and we'll do like an hour, and then I'll look at the thing, and it hasn't moved. And it's because I haven't really unpaused it because I screwed up. I like how we start this show with our flaws and mistakes. Yeah, exactly. You know, for <laughs> was that episode forty-six? Because you know, <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. Why is it not playing? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean, episode? Four? What's what goes on in episode? Four? Nothing for like half an hour. Really? What? What do you mean? Oh shit, nothing happens for a half hour? Well, 
I mean, after like 10 minutes, I'm just like, whatever. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, and, and you listened. <laughs> Folks, you're getting some behind the scenes uh, 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 bug, uh, bug reports of our show. Yeah. So did you listen to our show like from Podomatic or iTunes? From um, whatever Apple has. iTunes. Yeah, iTunes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, good to know. Oh, um, shit. We need to fix that. Yes. Yes, we do. <clears throat> because our names are... Uh, Ernesto Mancibo. And Pablo Morale Martinez. And together we are... Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes! On Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah! All right. <laughs> and in the quote... Oh! Of- <laughs> Sorry. You good? Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. And in the studio today... Yes, we the have. one, the only, Larry Walls. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name you're gonna go by? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing that came to mind. He, he, he stepped to the mic with confidence, so it, it goes. That's his name. Yes, uh, Larry. Can I say your last name, or do you sure. want to? Know? All right, Larry Paredes. All right. That, yeah, and then, yeah, it does translate into walls. I'm stupid. Um, so, yes, we're going to talk about things, things, people, places, stuff, stuff you wouldn't believe, <laughs> big league stuff. Um, so, uh, but before we jump into all that stuff, yeah. uh, Larry, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Oh, well, um, I've known Pavel for about, how long, Pavel? Sixth grade? Sixth grade, yeah. Yeah, so we've known each other since sixth grade. Hey, um, wow. As far as myself, I'm an EMT for uh, the city. All right. Yeah. All right. Just All right. got there. You know, I'm excited. Yeah. Congrats. And, uh, yeah, pretty much. That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just healthcare. Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. If you... Yeah. Oh, th- <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. So, yeah, Larry's a fan, and he's going to be sitting in with us. If you have yeah. any uh, sort of horror stories from your job, uh, feel free to to drop it. We This this show is no holds barred, so yeah. Yeah. We, we might attract some uh, viewers, the, the EMT crowd that yeah, listens the EM- to podcasts. We're, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be big with the EMT crowd, yeah, yeah. or any crowd, you yeah. know, would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Stacy. The lovely married couple that listened to us. Um, so, yes, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about... Oh, are we doing the jumping in thing? Or are we, like... Yeah, are you still with the whole, like... Yeah, let's jump right in. All right. Uh, so, you posted up an article uh, called Why White People Are Cowards. Yes. Um... <laughs> It was a uh, June 19th article by, yeah, Michael Harriet. I yes. did it. Yes. Very good. Very good, um, man. So uh, I just wanted to talk about that because it seemed to me, I agree with about 98.9% of the article. And what's the 2% that you don't agree with? Um, you fucking racist. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. God damn it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Only gets gypsies. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's totally not true. Now I'm going to get so, so many curses put on have me. You, you have, have no you idea. Have you not seen that Stephen King movie? <laughs> Thinner. <laughs> yeah, that was an accurate portrayal of the 
Romani community. Anyway, um, so uh, I read the article and I thought to myself, I found myself nodding along with it, and I think that the title and the refrain of the title within the article is clickbait. You think so? Yeah. I think that the title itself and that saying is feels a little too extreme. Now, let me explain myself. It's okay. because uh, I am married to a white woman. Mm-hmm. And well, questionable. <laughs> no, and I, I actually have a legitimate um, thing behind that, but please, go ahead. Yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily turn to her and say that she's a coward. Because (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't turn to her in bed and just be like, baby, you're a coward. You know, because I like my every part of my body where it is. And um, yes, yes, you do. She's Sicilian. So, um, you know, my livelihood is at stake Mm -hmm. constantly. My contention is that, well, (laughs) I mean, I, I... to steal a line from uh, Dennis Miller, I don't want to get off on a rant here, uh, but don't quote Dennis Miller. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I was so disappointed when I found out he was a piece of shit. Yeah. But uh, the thing about the statement "white white people are cowards" uh, rings true uh, because one has to understand uh, the real nature of whiteness. We are not talking about individuals in this country who racialize as white per se, pointing to every single, you know, Chad and Becky and what have you. It says it's like a- Amber and Mark in an the article. Amber, Mark, you know, every other unseasoned name. Yeah. So, but Eugene, we, Stephen, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. All right, no, 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 we're not going to do that. But it, it's, it's the, the institution, the concept of whiteness. Um, if you listen to the show, you've, heard me go on and on and on about you know what whiteness is and stuff like that but one more for the peanut gallery uh, it's it's more of a socio-political movement that was invented in order to create separation amongst uh people of color in this country and white people and also rich and poor whites so therefore the poor whites can feel like oh we're part of this exclusive club with which they're not really they're just used by the elite whites in order to stand against uh, people of color and that has reverberated to the current day uh the concept of whiteness or the quote-unquote culture and i use that word very lightly of white cassidy the caucasity (laughs) but the culture of whiteness (laughs) is not a real culture so much so that it had to retroactively claim all of europe and its history in order to flesh itself out but if you look at european history there is no unity there you can't, right, you right, can't, right. There is no one cohesive culture yeah. there. So when you really look at whiteness, that's what it is. And that's what this author speaks to, uh, the concept and mentality of, of whiteness, which, um, as I stated before, is only based on separation. So when you look at all the uh, atrocities that have existed in this country, from slavery to Jim Crow and redlining and broken windows to this, uh, to this very day and every other policy from policing education uh employment so on and so forth um it shows a clear a clear separating line between uh white uh white hegemony and everybody else essentially so what he's speaking to in the article is that 
we like to tout in this country that we've made so much change and so much progress and that we are the envy of the world because we are this melting pot. Okay, it's like, let's remember, it's not like people voluntarily came to the pot, at least for the first good portion of this country. Um, and even even when it became voluntary, there were still obstacles put in their way. Like when uh, when the Chinese started to come into this country, they couldn't get jobs like everybody else. There's a whole history as to why there are so many uh, Chinese food restaurants in uh, America. It's not because the Chinese came and they were just like, I want to open up a restaurant. It was one of the few avenues they were able to cultivate uh, in this country uh, because they weren't allowed to work in any any other profession, even professions that were considered like manly and blue collar and stuff like that. For some reason, Asian men were not seen as able to uh, stand uh, within those occupations, so they yeah, because of the fear of the the other, you know, in absolutely terms of like the the other in terms of uh, racial masculinity, like white people feel felt absolutely, and they're pu- and they're pushed into fields that were at the time considered more feminine, like food preparation, like but dry cleaning and laundry and shit like that. But but like exactly. And anyway, to wrap to wrap it up, every atrocity that we've seen, um, every institution that was built, uh, this country likes to tout that, oh, you know, we've overcome, we've overcome this, we've overcome that. But when you really, really look at it, it's like the majority of white people have stayed silent. This progress has come at the blood, sweat and tears of people of color. Yes, there have been white allies and some quite notable who have literally put their lives on the line and died. But we must remember that is like a small fraction. It is such a small fraction that it's not anywhere near the critical mass to actually do away with these institutions that we live with. Right, right. And that that's the part that I really understand. But at the same time, it's like um, for. I've just I was discussing this with my wife at length because she was like would I be lumped into that category? And I was like, I'm not sure because the way the article approaches, the way uh, Mr. Michael Harriet approaches the, the, the concept of all this is that, um, is that, yes, some people, some white people help the cause, but yes, it's a fraction and there are more white people that uh, that outnumber those the the quote unquote good ones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it also outlined like certain subjects that like white people have to like go to like a Black Lives Matter meeting and mm-hmm. and like uh, they have to, which is just one example. It's not right. it's it's not a it's not a firm like prerequisite. You know there right, right, there right. are several ways to be an ally. There are several ways to speak up. I'm just saying that the way it's framed is that it seems a little bit um, very direct in kind of the way it lumps it almost feels like it does kind of lump it together while at the same time not doing that that's why i felt like the article was a bit messy to me i don't know i don't know that's but that's my opinion that's my opinion no i i I hear you i hear you the reason it might seem like that is because the article uh unapologetically uh takes a good hard look at 
what it is to it, what it does it doesn't make exceptions you know it does it speak does it uh say that some white people quote unquote some white people uh do the right thing and do the work yeah it does mention that but a lot of the t- uh, one of the stumbling blocks of making statements uh like this for white people because there is no because it is actually accurate to say that right but for white people they there is a triggering effect because they're they're just like, are you saying that I'm like one of them? It's like statements like this serve to root those feelings oh, out. Oh, okay. So when See, that helps me understand it a little more, like if when you understand the nature of what whiteness is and what this how this country is built upon white supremacy, and if you understand that and you stand against it and you speak against it, that statement should not offend you. That's you would agree with that statement just like when for example because i because the most people who exist today have some form of privilege some more than others but you know like for example we're all men here at this podcast today we all have male privilege there's a certain amount of correct there's a certain amount of movement and um and access that we have just because that we're men within our culture within american society it doesn't cancel out the fact that we're also marginalized but we also have to be cognizant of that fact because that privilege can also yield oppression for somebody else namely women so when i hear women say men are trash i don't get offended why? Because men are trash. I, ju- I was just gonna. I was just gonna fucking talk to you about that because I was listening to a podcast. I'm gonna give them a shout out uh, called Basic Brown Nerds. Um, and is that also on Radio Free Brooklyn? Uh, no, it's not. Oh, it is not all right. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Well, sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> come along, hop on the bandwagon. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> so it, one of their biggest. Um, most downloaded episodes is one just called Men Are Trash. And in that uh, show that they put online, they basically fucking just air out some dirty laundry and just keep calling, you know, men trash to an uncomfortable degree, (laughs) I would say. They're saying, like, (laughs) well, men are trash and then the good men are compost. And I'm just like... Uh, you know, it does make me un- uh, uncomfortable a little bit, but I guess that is it. Is that because I'm like, I'm the audience that falls in line with, like, to bring it back to the other article, Michael Harriet's article is mm. like, white people feel uncomfortable when they hear that um, white people are cowards. Does that make me like fall into that? St- similar category what it what it says is that they are speaking to your culture like no matter how progressive we like to think that we are and i and i think we're pretty progressive here at this at this table right now but male culture is our culture because we are males we grew up in it luckily because of education or our parents or our friends we're able to enter a certain phase where we're at, we can at least start to look at ourselves and start to unpack a lot of that shit and realize, oh my God, some of these thoughts, some of these attitudes are just kind of fucking wrong. Yeah. And, and as innocuous as they may seem, like they could ultimately cause some sort of damage, some sort of toxicity. So it's not, it's not, you don't arrive at being like, all right, you know, I'm not like the rest. There's not, you don't get a medal. There isn't a certificate for like being woke. You have to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you got to work at it like 
every day pretty much your whole life because you're you we grow up in that for example i grew up in a gay household right and i have had anti-gay attitudes growing up not anything like oh they shouldn't get married nothing on that level but on the subconscious level just hearing the word gay or being called gay would make me go oh want to fucking fight and it's just like and it took me it was some point in my adult life i believe it was one of the actors on um big bang theory one of your favorite shows oh, uh, motherfucker <laughs> love that show I, <laughs> what the fuck no, okay good and, <laughs> and they called uh, one of one of the lead guys um the the shorter guy of the of the duo i forget his name sheldon or the the other guy the other guy oh, the yeah. other guy johnny galecki yes thank yeah. you thank you for remembering his name somebody Damn. was making accusations or questioning his masculinity and his uh his sexuality um and his reply and i think it's just so brilliant he was just like you're not actually saying something that's bad right like, right right, right. like yeah. being gay is not a bad thing and i thought to myself whoa like just the way i knew it on a certain intellectual level but the way he said it hit me on a such a deeper level i'm just like holy cow that makes sense to me and that's changed something but it also made me realize that like i had this ingrained attitude because no yeah, yeah. because with, within like male culture american culture it's like it was it was indoctrinated that it was like this this boogeyman sort of thing no you know? yeah, yeah. I've, I've had that too like growing up like uh you know i think larry can attest to this i mean i've used the word faggot and i is that like, true larry yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's called me back. Yeah, back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's. I mean. Um, did you Did you say that on the way over here? No. What are you fucking? You well, maybe it, it may be in my head, but. <laughs> wow. As you were walking down the street. Yeah. Goddamn faggot. No. Um. The, wow. It's it, that goes to show me just saying that, and I I feel so uncomfortable saying that because it's been years. Mm-hmm since i've even uttered that word yeah because i banished it from my vocabulary Mm -hmm. um and i you know i I feel like i know that aspect of like growing up in a like trying to be one of the boys you know Mm -hmm. despite the fact that i was like a little weirder than a lot of the you know would you say I mean, yeah, no, I wouldn't say weird, but you know, you were different. Yeah, I was a little, a little more little. different in group in our area of East New York. Uh, so, um, so I heard that word a lot. I heard like people like the word "gay" was it was thrown around derogatorily up until like my mid twenties. Up until that point, where I was just like, you know what, no more. Mm-hmm. I I can't like it's it's just. It doesn't feel like it definitely feels like the end of an era where I'm just like I'm growing up now mm-hmm. and I know what's right and I know what's wrong and I know it's not good to even in private moments to use that word in a derogatory sense because like I'm a minority mm-hmm. like do I would I like being like walking around and overhearing people like saying oh fucking spick sell the fucking wetbacks mm-hmm. you know they should go back to their country blah 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 whatever Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's and it's tough because like sometimes, especially like, uh, l- like hanging out with a lot of white folks, um, I've heard like 
you know, microaggressions thrown at me, like people calling me Gomez. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I've, and I felt like our former supervisor constantly calling you Mexican. Yes. Mm-hmm. Con- constantly calling me Mexican. And I, so in <laughs> summation saying gay is a bad thing is bad. Yeah, it's bad. And you know, uh, making fun of the marginalized or saying derogatory things towards the marginalized is a bad thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, ah, yes, 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 yes. Um, so, uh, uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, we saw Upgrade. Yes, we did. Um, and I know you haven't, you probably haven't seen that movie yet no no so um should we keep this spoiler free uh yeah we could keep it we should keep it spoiler free that's a really good movie if you want to check it out you it's, really should. yeah independent movie about a dude who uh turns half robot and just fucks people up um did in you, really gory ways did you like robocop i did all right the original yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I you'll like remember. No, not the remake. No, no, no. Remake's a piece of shit. That's not. That's not worthy of the name Robocop. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, this. There's something about this movie that has a vein of that in it, and even one of the reviews, which I felt was perfect. It's like this movie stands on the shoulders of Robocop. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's it's pretty good. Like, I was unsure about it at first. And then I was like... Yeah, when it comes right. to, like, uh, independent films, you never steer me wrong. Like, yeah. What, what was that movie? Um, on, on Bok? Whatever. Ong Bok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Check this movie out. I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, yeah. Tony Ja. Pablo's that kind of guy. Uh, by the way, on the show, his name is Pablo. Yeah. So... <laughs> Because, you know, he has an identity to keep secret. Yeah, I mean. So, Pablo is really good with that, like... Back in the day when we first met, he's the one who put me on to Korean films like uh, Old Boy and oh, yeah. and yeah, Sympathy yeah, for Mr. Vengeance. Like, it fucked me up, yeah. but it was really, really good. I showed, like, me and Larry, we watched, uh, uh, I, I didn't know anything about this. I just heard that the movie ran backwards. Like, it's one of those movies that goes, like, starts from the end. And mm-hmm. It's called Irreversible. It's like a French movie about, like... Oh man, it's fucking hardcore. Mm. But uh, I think I traumatized Larry that day. <laughs> Still at the same time, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, going back to Upgrade, we watched that movie, and I was thinking about like, given that like we're we're approaching the era of like metric cards being like, you know, what is it like? We touch up screen or whatever. No, it's going to be a um, like a, a near field uh, transmission sort of thing. It's sort of like when you pay for things with your phone, uh, oh, okay. like waving waving it over a sensor or something like that. So um, that's that's what they're transitioning to. They're going to start to trial run it next year um, along some of the lines in Manhattan, um, and then it's sort of like a first phase slash test run. And if all goes decently, they'll roll it out to the rest of the system in, like, 2020 and, and after that. So. Okay. So, like, given... I, I was thinking about that over this past weekend. And uh, I was thinking about how... 
like we're becoming more and more dependent on technology and shit. Um, so uh, my point is, if you had the ability to get a robot body, would you get a robot body? A robot body? Like Ghost in the Shell. Not the Scarlett Johansson one. Oh. <laughs> the real one. The real um, one, exactly. Um, a prosthetic body. I I think I would be down for that. Yeah. Um, just okay. because I've always had that. Here's a little bit of a confession time. I've always had this like weird little desire to live at least 300 years. That's a weird, like, round number to, Why like... Why would you want to live 300 years? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, that's, yeah, no, it's like... But <laughs> as, after three... <laughs> let's not talk about Dracula, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, why 300? Like, that's that's kind of... I mean, it's not specific as, like, 307. 307 you know? in, like, five hours, <laughs> yeah. right? But... Um, just because when you think about what's happened in the last 300 years on Earth, um, from all the inventions that have come along, the societies that have been formed, just, I mean, the planet is essentially a completely different place than it was uh, 300 years ago, both environmentally, um, society concept-wise, and stuff like that. And given how quickly society accelerates, especially even now, like things things are coming at us faster and faster and faster 300 years from now will probably be even more unrecognizable than the 300 years that are behind us so if you pluck somebody from 300 years ago and put them in today's society they'd have a pretty hard time adapting it was a very different world and i think we'd have an even harder time if we got plucked out of today and plopped down 300 years from now so to make that transition from now to 300 years in the future, I feel would be like a really, really interesting ride. Okay. Um, but isn't it, I, and I, I, I can't speak scientifically, but um, certain studies have said, and by certain studies, I mean, I'm just making this shit up, <laughs> um, have said that uh, the brain can't last more more than 180 years before it's snapping like a fucking old rubber band like there's only so much information the brain can take well, i mean look at look at old people like there might be something to that i've every 180 year old i've met has been absolutely nuts <laughs> but no i there's definitely i it's funny that you say that cuz i think i've always thought there's something definite to that i don't think that the human brain as we know it now can handle long time spans because it's constructed under mortality you know it's it's born it ages like by the time you're like five years old i think you've formed all the neurons that you're ever going to have and then from then yeah. on it's just like reorganization and creating new branches but like you don't make more brain as you get older um just connections so I think under those circumstances, that's probably true, especially like when I thought about like vampires, like, man, who could really fathom being around for eternity? Like people would go absolutely mad. But I think if we get to the point where we have prosthetic bodies, we would certainly have um, nanotechnology as as common as like, you know, a beer. Uh, it would serve to augment our brains in order to 
just function differently and interact with technology and our concept of how we perceive things from time to even perceiving light. I mean, we only perceive like a narrow band of the electromagnetic spectrum, which means like every color that you've ever seen is just a grain of sand like on a beach. Yeah, I've there heard that. there yeah, are yeah. colors that we'll never have names for just because we're not built to perceive them. But if we start to go into like this prosthetic body expanded um, consciousness sort of thing, who knows? That's going to alter how we perceive reality. So under the so just plunking a brain in a robotic body, yeah, man, probably just being in a robotic body will make you mad. We'll be like Robocop 2, where they're just oh, like... Just, ah! like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Stop, we're all shoot. Stop, we're all shoot. Wow, that was a really nuanced answer. I was shooting in the dark. I had no idea you were going to be like, 300 years and shit. So I was like, wow, that's very thoughtful. Yeah. I'm, like, usually I, I'm, imme- I'm, I'm immediately, I'm just like, I, I just want to have a robo dick. You want to, like... <laughs> Robo dick, <laughs> robo arms and body. Uh, yeah, beach body that forever. Yeah, <laughs> forever beach body. Forever beach body. These are solar powered pecs, baby. <laughs> I'd have like thirty pecs, just like so astronomically weird that people just be like, "Oh God, why would you do that to yourself? You have a robot body," and I'll be like. And I've used it to the fullest. Right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Third nipple. Yeah. How about- like four dicks, and they're just like, they're all flopping around in like small, small swimsuit. So it's, uh. they're just like, what the fuck? You look like a weird cow. And um, you're like, I'm going. Yeah, but the sexiest, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going for the hentai look. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, just like fucking tentacle dicks. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. No, seriously, Larry. What would be like the best part of a robot body for you? For me, oh man, like I, I think the best part of the robot body would probably be would be the brain. Like I was watching uh, the Flash. Okay. Uh, on CW, yeah, yeah, CW, right? yeah. And the latest sep- uh, the latest season was the Thinker. Yeah, the Thinker. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. like, just to have that that type of robotic brain and just you can I know what you're gonna do before you even think about it. Like, that's uh. I would love to. That's not crazy. a robot dick. Forget the <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, you know, like just come up on the mic a little. Just to know, like, what you're gonna do before you do it, and just beat you to the punch. Would love that. That's nuts, man. Man, I, I like that you watched the CW Flash. Of like, course. I'm just like, yeah, you gotta watch that. Just stop not watching. Not the fucking... DC Flash. The DC no, no, no. Flash that they had in, in what crap uh, movie was that? Justice League. League. Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. He was the best part of that movie, to tell you that. Just because, of, just for his comedic relief, to yeah. tell you the truth. And also the fact that him and Cyborg were digging a grave. <laughs> Such an odd moment. I will never stop thinking about them just like, hey, this is weird, right? Yeah, this is real weird. <laughs> when he, The point where he, he was like, uh, you know, I think it'd be disrespectful if I, like, use my super speed to dig him up. And I'm yeah. Like, that's so weird. Um, but yeah, uh, wow, You both of you guys had like really smart answers, and all I had was like, four dicks! <laughs> well, let's not pretend that we're all not thinking about that on some level. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> turbo action. Yeah, you know, so. I'd get a pair of titties just so I could lick them and freak people All right, out. moving on to the next segment. <laughs> 
own titties. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Has anybody heard from Pavel? I haven't seen him in like a month. <laughs> I just go, like my robot has like grown hair and all rusted. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, all right, well, how did we get onto this subject? Um, um, yeah, we got there when I said my name was Pablo Morales Martinez. Oh, and I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn with special guest. Larry Walls. That's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> my radio voice. <laughs> Love nice. it. Larry nice. Walls. Like, that just sounds like... Porn. Yeah, it just sounds like porn. <laughs> I do softcore. Yeah. <laughs> softcore. Very tasteful. Yeah. Um, you can catch him on, <laughs> on Cinemax. Cinemax. <laughs> <laughs> After 12 <laughs> Busty Cops 12. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because I'm just like, didn't they say all they needed to say with Busty Cops 11? <laughs> well, I think you're right, but, you know, it, it got really Hollywood after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know? right? They're but, just not, not putting the same heart and soul into it. Yeah. Like, not using real stunts. To stunts. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for Democracy Now! Coming up next, Amy Goodman giving you the fucking layout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Um, what else were we going to talk about? The World Cup. The World Cup. Oh, yes, thank you. Cup. Oh. Yeah. Oh, um, sweating balls. I might have to uh, take a little bit of a backseat to this one because I have not, unfortunately, been tuning in because I, I work, I come home, and I fall asleep so well um let's just because we were playing before we started recording we were talking about how um the world cup started and it was really odd this year to see teams that like you like larry said like you normally would see winning like the powerhouse teams yeah powerhouse teams playing like i wouldn't say garbage no, they're playing like fucking garbage. Like Germany, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> I've like Germany like four years ago in the last World Cup, they beat the shit out of uh, Brazil on their home turf on the final game of the World Cup, seven to one, and this year they lost to fucking your favorite team to Mexico. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Look. I'm not going to make it a secret. I don't like Mexico's team. I never have. I never liked their soccer team. You made me real nervous just then. I didn't know where you were going to go. Oh, yeah. Go. I was like, just <laughs> like, and you know what, Mexicans? <laughs> the wall. The wall. I'm going to build the wall. I'm going to be out there on the ranch just building the wall by myself. Robots versus Texas is going on a hiatus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should put up, like, the technical difficulties. Like, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like Mexico te Mexico's team for pride reasons, and um, like I said before, it's because lo a long time ago, once upon a time, uh, they interviewed Mexico's players uh, when they were about to play against El Salvador. Now, this was a story told to me by my father and who has since, you know, and it has since been, like, uh, you know, 
brought up at every single family gathering by more Salvadorians than I can count. Where they talk about how Mexico's team was being interviewed shortly before they went up against a football game with El Salvador, which El Salvador won, three to one. Um, Good for you. <laughs> but uh, the, 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 the the team was. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Take pride. <laughs> I, I think he puffed his chest out a yeah. little bit when he said it. Yeah. Three to one. God damn it. <laughs> but uh, so. You know, the Mexican team was like, oh, we're playing up against El Salvador tomorrow. I, you know, it'd be good to play against them. I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that they're not playing with square balls anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's why they beat Mexico. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. So it is a pride issue. It is something, and because it, when Mexico wins any game, like um, Telemundo and Univision, they won't shut up about it because they're both like uh, uh, they're both based out of um, Mexico. Like they're both kind of like Mexico slash New York companies. So it's. Like, you hear them, like, every time they, they cut to, like, a, a World Cup thing, they're just like, can you believe we, like, Mexico won? We're awesome. We we basically won the entire World Cup. And it's like, you don't, like, you don't hear the fucking end of it. Well, they are considered the best uh, team in North America, Mexico. Are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, I was listening to uh, to the game the other day, and they were saying that, oh, Mexico's the best team in North America. Of course, they, well, because but they the would say sucks, that, though. yeah. I mean, the U.S. Oh. does suck. Yeah, U.S. When, sucks, when yeah, yeah. In. And who, who else you have? Who else do we have in North America? Costa Rica, uh, maybe? Costa but oh. then they, they, got, they got eliminated, though. Yeah, they did. Uh, um, you know, they still considered one of the best for whatever reason, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, I mean, slip in the shade for whatever reason. They were they in the first, you know, the first opening rounds, and then you know now. What's your team? What's your team? Uh, I'm following Colombia and Brazil. Okay. You know, Brazil, who who, uh, who? who, like, beat Colombia in 2014? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah off of a bullshit-ass call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was there. I was like, no. <laughs> no, but Brazil was up against Switzerland, and they tied one-to-one. One. Uh, I was very surprised. This very is the surprised. most sports I've ever spoken about, ever. In like my entire life, like you're more of a sports mm. fan than I've ever been, yeah. and I don't know. I'm just I feel so now. I'm very invested. Whenever World Cup time rolls well, around, yeah, I mean yeah. the, the World Cup, everybody watches it. You know, yeah. the whole entire world is watching, and they're supporting their national teams. So you know, it's, it's better than watching basketball, honestly, for me. Yeah. Okay. Because like the underdog teams, for example, um, uh, Switzerland. Yeah. Everybody thought that Brazil was going to lose. I mean, we yeah. were going to win yeah, and, yeah. and just destroy them. And what happens? 1-1. One, one. Yeah. You know? And that's why I love the World Cup. Yeah. That's why I yeah. love it. Especially this year, you know. This year is really it's an exciting time for everybody to watch, you know, cheer for their favorite team. Win or lose. Yeah. You know, even though Colombia lost. To yeah. Japan. Does um... <laughs> to Japan. Japan. <laughs> all, like, how do you lose to Japan? You they know? got them Super Saiyan powers, man. They just come in and just charge up and... 
Hey, nah, listen, I'm just, I'm, don't I'm don't just... underestimate like Japanese discipline. Like yeah. they, I can't imagine the drills they put uh, they put those teams through. But um, does Canada have a team? <laughs> <laughs> They're playing with hockey pucks out there. <laughs> <laughs> Canada. Um, I, I just, I just, I I just think needed. Canada has a team. I just needed to say something. I haven't said anything in over a minute. Oh, okay. so, yeah, so I'll just, I'll do that during this I segment. Saudi Arabia has a team. Saudi Arabia got their asses yeah. kicked yeah. by Russia, five to zero. Five to one. I don't know. Whoever, whoever the president or whatever of Saudi Arabia, they were like. Today for today's game, well, you know there'll be penalties if they lose. You oh sh! And, <laughs> and they lost. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> Next World Cup, the com- the team is completely different. We don't yeah. understand. Oh, every single player retired <laughs> and was never heard from again. Um, that's how I felt about. Um, didn't North Korea have a team like last World Cup? I think so. They might have. Yeah. And then I think they were taken out last minute when they yeah. were just like, you know what? We're... Yes, I do remember this. North Korea had a team. Then they removed them. And they're just like, we have our own World Cup. You yeah. Know? And then I'm, we're like, okay. <laughs> have fun. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And so. America, do, do, is the U.S. in the World Cup? This year? Yeah. No, they got eliminated by, the, uh, by Trinidad and Tobago. Oh. Mm. Now all so those. So that's why you see like all these commercials. Hey, I'm sorry, U.S. You didn't make it, but you can come and cheer for Switzerland or. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, oh taking it to U.S. Shit. Yes, U.S. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> and then it's it's a commercial for Volkswagen. Uh. <laughs> German engineering <laughs> in the house. Oh my god. Um, so a hot girl i'm sorry you didn't make it this year but you can you know yeah. <laughs> germany yes <Yeah>. wow <laughs> wow <laughs> and you know oddly enough the all the the soccer players that that um you know that were on the u.s team now they're joined with the space force um <laughs> that we currently have going on what did you think about that space force the it- space force news it never fails. Like with every Republican president, when when stuff gets really, really hairy, they turn around and they're just like, "We're gonna do space," you know. Yeah. It's like with Bush, I remember. It's just like, "We're gonna go back to the moon and Mars," you know. And yeah. it's just like, "No, we're not." Like yeah. nobody. And then had... he defunded NASA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so weird. He says that and it's like a few months later, nobody had a job. Yeah. Like it was the economy was hemorrhaging jobs. So which kind of scares me because now like we have space force so naturally it won't happen they'll send like one guy up there <laughs> and that's when the alien armada will show up oh shit. it's just like where's all the money that we spent on space force and it's <laughs> like c lab 2021 <laughs> oh shit um yeah i, I don't know like when I heard that immediately, I thought of Starship Troopers. Like they're just like, sign, you know, join the mobile infantry yeah. and become a citizen. You know. Would you like to know more? <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, like, I couldn't believe that. I'm just like, like what exactly? Like because he's phrase, framing it as if it's a military thing. Yeah, you know, we have because it's army, the, navy, air force, space, space force, space force because. Because we gotta storm the space beaches. Apparently. 
<laughs> bring freedom to rocks, I'm assuming. Mars. <sighs> I don't know. Gonna fuck around and it's like. It's fucking weird. It's gonna fuck around and end up in a Battlestar Galactica situation. Yeah. Or Independence Day. Indi- well. That's the best case scenario. Fuck Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, I mean, like, the, first, the, first, the first part was good, but. Okay. Oh, All right. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, let's well, not. I, I didn't. Will Smith's I, a fan of the show, so. Okay. Oh, I love Will Smith. <laughs> Not Independence Day Part Two. Like. Oh, Independence Day Part Two was like, what the fuck is this? That was that was a cash grab. Like that scene where they, I guess, digitally inserted Robert Loja. Really? It's like, yeah. I, I was just like, it's like he died, but nobody told him, <laughs> so he just kept going. Like, because he is dead, right? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. So. Oof. But they, they did, like, some digital magic, and he stood up and just sort of looked around like, this is funny, but not funny. Like, uh, when really, really old people go through something, like, physically very traumatic, and then they recover, but they don't quite recover. Oh, so they geez. just sort of have that look on, on their face where their eyes are really wide, and you can tell somebody's, like, off to the side, like, okay, if he falls, I'll catch him, and they yeah. just sort of, like, wave around. That's what it, they made it look like. And was I was that like, like Rogue One? Because I don't remember. No, I don't Ro- remember in the second Independence Day as much as I do. And you shouldn't. <laughs> right. Okay. And you shouldn't. But, um, yeah, that's just. Uh, but but that, sleep that, whole, <laughs> that whole movie was full of problems. Like, I don't know how. I don't know how. They got Brent Spiner. He's better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I mean, like, nobody's called him up for a while. He was he, Data. Dude, Star Trek is... Don't. It sucks. You fucking... <laughs> Anti-Trekite. <laughs> Fuck Star Trek. All right. Uh, no, no, no. That's my... Uh... No, it has its merits. It's being boring. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, Somehow we jumped onto Independence. Oh, yes. We were talking about Space Force. Yeah, Space Force. So, yeah, this is probably going to be a huge waste of money. We will see nothing come of it. No. Just um, like the military parade. All show. Yeah. Nothing. That never happened, right? It's still... I think it's still in the works. I don't know. I mean, let's see where, where this current bullshit that's going on right now... Which we'll probably address um, soon. Uh, whether that goes anywhere, but yeah, Space Force—it's all a distraction to yeah. like try to get us away from what's happening at the border. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> it is right around the yeah, corner. I know. Are we? Are you gonna? Are you gonna check that out? I definitely will. Okay. Definitely all right. That you know, we, the three of us should go together. And yeah. Like, do a review. Afterward. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, this is the first film post Infinity War. Uh, have, did you see Infinity I War? Did, yeah. So, obviously, I mean, if to any like real fan, we all know that this film takes place uh, just before uh, the events of Infinity War. But I have a feeling in true Marvel fashion, they will find a way to tie it in because they already started tying in TV spots. They were like, they're just. It was, it was, it's like that shot of um, Captain America holding back Thanos' hand. Yeah. You know, the, it's just like, you know, 
this summer the biggest event and then it, it cuts to like a scene in ant-man and the wasp so it like yeah. totally like fakes you out but obviously marvel is going to be like all right what this is what we do we connect things yeah you know and then they like look toward the dc universe like uh-huh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. So. oh shit <laughs> well dude i hear aquaman's gonna do great numbers <laughs> It's it's going to be a Jason Momoa being Jason Momoa in the water. Yeah. I like the guy. I think he's a very fierce presence on screen, but he is always Jason Momoa. That's right. what he does, you know. Um, I hope they can build up the world around him to make the movie at least entertaining, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, DC. It's like standalone Joker movie, uh, more Wonder Woman, Shazam like, She's who? keeping DC alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the only thing that's going for DC right now. The only thing. Not even yeah. like Ben Affleck's Batman. Ben Affleck. Ben yeah. Affleck. Ben Affleck straight up left. He was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? That's so important. Like, I see him lately, and he just looks like a fucking pile of dirty laundry. <laughs> He's just like, like. Looks depressed, completely out of shape. He's like, "Fuck Batman," and I'm just like, "Fine." He's oh shit. He's trying. I he's trying to find some way out of that contract. I bet. Like, if they if somebody called him up, they're like, "Listen, do you want out?" He'd be like, "He's already out. He's already out." Did is he? Yeah, he's really out. The next movie is gonna take place with the younger. It's gonna go back to young Batman, not old Batman. Oh shit. Yeah. So have they recast? I no, no one's said anything about any kind of recasting or anything. Wow, Larry, this is your shot. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, <laughs> do Larry it, Larry Walls is the slim Batman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Batman, <laughs> Batman, <laughs> with the hard G, yes. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Pronto, you know. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever. It's like DC's busy jerking themselves off while, you know, Marvel keeps getting stronger. They just finalized that fucking Fox deal by... Did know, they really? Yeah, they did. Hell fucking yeah! And you called it. You called it because um, you said that uh, uh, they Fox, uh, Disney would come in at the last possible uh-huh. second and offer more money. They offered $71 billion... Ooh. The, and the mouse was just sitting in the cut like, you think you're going to get that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> As he's getting blown, yeah, you know. Yeah, this is like <laughs> Daisy Duck. <laughs> like, Donald Duck's watching. He's just like, I, I can't do I can't do Donald Duck. Why are you fucking my wife? You know? <laughs> good try, good try. All right. We have fun here. F for effort. <laughs> All right, Disney man. Now we uh, the future. DC might as well just hang no, it no, up. It like is, uh, DC should just stop. They should just like they should go back and strengthen their animated movie game because their latest animated movies have not been. No, they've been trash. As strong as that. Are you a fan of the uh, animated DC movies at all? Not a fan of DC. The, okay, except, except okay. for Batman. Except okay, for Batman. gotcha, gotcha. But their animated movies used to be like 
super dope. Like when they would drop it, it'd be like, oh, did you see yeah, the new yeah. da da da? But lately, they've just been their version of Suicide Squad, the animated version of Suicide Squad. Yeah, way better than the movie. The movie was fucking sure, shit. sure. But you know, the movie set such a low bar. Yeah, right. that like almost anything you know yeah. was gonna be. But uh, yeah, like like. Batman Ninja? Did you see that? No, I didn't even know there was a. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. just just garbage. Pretend it doesn't exist. Like we went and saw the preview of it at Comic Con last year, and the animation that they showed us was insane. We were just like, "This movie is gonna own everything." And then it dropped like a month and a half ago, and Pablo saw it first, and he was just like. You know, I was waiting for him for him to be like, "Dude, you gotta see." It. He was just like, "It's shit." It is shit. It is a fucking shit sandwich. And I didn't believe him, and I watched it. Yeah. And I never finished it. Yeah. It oh, was wow. that bad. I went into Midtown Comics, and I was like, you know, I want, got went and got myself something, and it was playing on the TVs behind the the cashier, and I was just like, um, I was like, oh, you got Batman Ninja playing. It's not very good, and the the cashier was just like yeah they just make us play it we don't i was just like well yeah that makes who's they um oh i don't know the the heads of midtown comics Uh, (laughs) i just think it's like you know like all the um uh the the fucking the uatu the watchers like that were in uh guardians of the galaxy um and i actually think we should cap it right there. All right. All, All right. right. This has been a fun episode, man. Yeah, this is good. I like this. I like this a lot. Larry, thank you so much yeah, for joining us, Yeah, thanks for coming us, by, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been an experience. <laughs> it's been an experience. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, from uh, from the three of us, uh, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. I'm Pablo Morales-Martinez. And I'm Larry Walls. Yeah. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. You have yourself a nice day. Song of the week.